Welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Glass Child. Just about everybody has tried to help someone at some point in their life, even as a child. However, sometimes you may also discover that some people don't want help, or at least the help you're offering. And I'm talking about genuine help, not that shady backroom Judas type help. Well, today's episode is about help wanted versus help not wanted. Because child, there are some who want it and some who don't. And we about to talk about it. just in case you know there are some people in this world who may ask for help who may look like they want help who may put on a puppy dog face or the wine and the cry but they really don't want help why because they only want things the way that they want them and if the help that is being offered doesn't fit that they'll want it an example of these type of people or people who like to complain you know the ones always talking about what's wrong or what shouldn't be but they ain't doing nothing about it to change it then you got people who like playing the victim role they like appearing helpless why because they like the attention that it gets then you got people that just plain old stuck in their ways and gonna keep on doing the same old things even though it may be contradictory to what it is they want to achieve or the thing that they appear to need help for now something i found that these people have in common is that they don't want to give something up they want to keep control and by getting things the way that they want them they're able to keep that control okay and by doing these particular things that they do whether it's complaining playing the victim continue to do the same old same old and getting the same old bad results they are in their minds in control now whether this is something that they're doing knowingly or unknowingly It really don't matter (laughs) because they really don't want help and they want to keep that control. I've experienced these type of people because I've tried to help some people and I really genuinely wanted to help them and it seemed like they want to help, but they didn't want what it was I was offering. So, you know, even in cases where there are people who have had health problems and I suggested them, you know, healthy ways of eating, how to, uh, you know, change their unhealthy uh, eating habits, they'll listen, they'll do it, they hear, but they ain't doing it. So they don't really want to change because they don't want to give up what it is, you know, they're doing. Whether it's drinking the sodas, eating the candy, eating the foods the way that they want them, even though it's unhealthy and causing them problems. Even though they're saying, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, this hurts and all this kind of stuff. Even though they're taking maybe lots of medication. They don't want to give up that control they have. Then there are people who I just offer, you know, information about different things that I've learned or tell them, hey, why don't you research this or look into this? Hmm. 
they don't want to do that then there are times when you know people need help in certain areas of their life and or you know they're having problems they're unhappy and I say well especially if they're Christian read the word of God answers are there they don't want to do that (laughs) okay and then the most important of all whether Christian or not telling people trust in God people don't want to do that and they're not going to want to do it especially if it's about not giving something up that control and they don't want to give that up to God (laughs) so there you go but you know what let's go to some scriptures because even Jesus came in contact with some of these people and we gonna read about it The great Jesus, now Jesus, aka Yeshua Hamashiach, that Jesus. <laughs> we know that he performed many miracles, he delivered many, he healed many. But look at here what happened when he went to his own hometown. In Matthew 13, verses 53 through 58, it reads, When Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there, and he came to his hometown and began teaching them in their synagogue, with the result that they were astonished and said, Where did this man acquire this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is his mother not called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man acquire all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Did you hear that? The great Yeshua HaMashiach who performed many miracles, delivered many, and healed many, could not do many miracles in his own hometown. Why? Because of their unbelief. Now you know there had to be some people there that needed healing. You know there had to be some people there who needed a miracle, some deliverance. They needed something, okay? They needed help. But he couldn't help them. Why? Because they refused to believe who he was. They didn't want to accept that information that he was giving them. Like it says, they were like, where did this man acquire this wisdom and these miraculous powers? Even though he had it and it was available and he had healed delivered and performed miracles for many others before them he couldn't do many there they were stuck in their ways ain't this the carpenter's son ain't this mary's son isn't this the brother of james joseph simon and judas aren't those his sisters they didn't want what he had he had help for him, but he couldn't give it to him because they didn't want it. So there you have it. Even the Son of Man, the Son of God, Yeshua HaMashiach himself, also encountered people who didn't really, really want help. 
but they needed it. type of people in Mark 10 verses 17 through 27. This is an encounter of a rich young ruler with Jesus, which reads, as he, he being Jesus, was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do so that I may inherit eternal life? But Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus showed love to him and said to him, One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But he was deeply dismayed by these words, and he went away grieving. For he was one who owned much property. And Jesus, looking around, said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus responded again and said to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were even more astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With people it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Did you hear that? All things are possible with God. Whatever we need help with, it is possible with God. But in this particular case, in this particular example, we have the rich young ruler who said he wanted eternal life. He wanted Jesus's help of how to gain eternal life, how to be saved. He said it. It sounded like it. He asked for his help. But when Jesus told him what he needed to do, he said, go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. He didn't want to give it up. He said the things that he had done. I've kept all these commandments. Just tell me what to do. He said, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. But he didn't want to give it up. Remember, these people have something in common. There's something they don't want to give up. And that something is control. Here, his wealth, as Jesus pointed out. It will be the downfall of many who are rich in possessions. They don't want to give up the things that they have. They have some sense of control. And for this young man, although he said he wanted help, it sounded like he wanted help because he asked for it. He didn't really want help. He didn't really want that eternal life because it would have meant him giving up his control, all the wealth that he had. And to him, that would have been nothing. So instead of doing what Jesus said, it said he turned around. He went back. He left away grieving sorry. Now, it may seem like he wanted to help because he, he seemed sorry because he was grieving. He was sad. He was sad about it, but he didn't want to give up that control which that wealth, those possessions gave him. And as Jesus said, there are many 
there are many who won't make it all because of that so this is what i'm talking about people there are people who may ask for help may appear to want help like he may have, may have appeared like that because it said he went away grieving looking sad and all that but he didn't really want it when it was really offered to him he didn't he didn't want it because it wasn't what he wanted the way that he wanted it he didn't want exactly what jesus was offering to him so Herein lies the problem. That's where you have it. Some people, they just really don't want help. And if he really wanted that eternal life, if he really wanted Jesus himself, he would have done the thing that Jesus told him to do in order to get it. But he wasn't willing to give something up. That something was control. And that would have meant giving control to God Almighty. The thing which I said is most important, trusting in God. Now we're going to talk about people that really want help and what they look like. These type of people are the people who are willing to do whatever it takes to get the help they need for whatever it is they need it for. And let's look at some scriptures that show examples of these type of people. Let's go to John 5 verses 2 through 9 which reads, Now in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, which in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porticos. In these porticos lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, limping, or paralyzed. Now a man was there who had been ill for 38 years. Jesus, upon seeing this man lying there and knowing that he had already been in that condition for a long time, said to him, Do you want to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately, the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now, in this particular case, we see that this man has been sick for a long time. And when Jesus asked him, Do you want to get well? Well, he began telling him what he had been trying to do over those many years that he was sick laying there and Jesus just told him he said pick up your pallet and walk now in this case the man had been trying to do something over and over again the same old same old but wasn't able to get it you know done because someone else would step down into the pool before him and get that healing but when Jesus said to him take up your pallet, your bed, pick up your bed, and walk. The man became immediately well. Why? Because the man believed. The man truly wanted help. And he was willing to do whatever it took to get that help. So he believed what Jesus said. When Jesus said, pick up your pallet and walk, he believed right then. He became well, and then he picked up that pallet and walked, which is something he hadn't done in those 30-some years. So here an example, somebody willing to do whatever it takes. He didn't look at Jesus and say, well, I've been doing this all the time and it ain't work, you know. But he, he did recount what he had been doing that wasn't working. But 
when Jesus told him what to do in order to get help, he did it. All right. So when someone really, really, really wants for real, for real help, they're going to do whatever it takes to get that help. another example of people who are willing to do whatever it takes to get the help that they want and the help that they need. In Matthew 15 verses 21 through 28 it reads, Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he did not answer her even a word and his disciples came up and urged him saying send her away because she keeps shouting at us but he answered and said i was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of israel but she came and began to bow down before him saying lord help me yet he answered and said it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs and she said yes lord but please help for even the dogs feed on the crumbs that fall from their master's table then Jesus said to her, Oh woman, your faith is great. It should be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed at once. Did you hear that? He was basically calling her a dog, okay? But herein lies a person that's willing to do whatever it takes. Lord, be it, even though I be a dog, I'll eat the crumbs. I eat the crumbs. You don't have to give me the bread. I'll eat the crumbs that the children don't eat that they let fall to the ground. And herein lies, okay, willing to give up that control because some people will get offended. Oh, you calling me a dog or whatever? She was willing to give that control up to the Lord Almighty and say, you got it. Whatever is needed, whatever I got to do, whatever you want to do, I'll take the crumbs. You want to call me a dog? I'll be a dog. But my daughter need to be healed. I want it. So even if I don't get the bread, Lord, I'll take the crumbs, whatever you're going to do. Mm, mm, mm. That's the difference between those who really want help and those who don't really want help but may appear or sound like they want help. example comes from Matthew 8 verses 5 through 13 which reads and when Jesus entered Capernaum a centurion came to him begging him and said Lord my servant is lying paralyzed at home terribly tormented Jesus said to him I'll come and heal him but the centurion replied Lord I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof but just say the word and my servant will be healed for I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those who were following, Truly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. In that place, they'll be weeping and gnashing their teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. 
Did you hear that? The man believed that Jesus didn't have to come to his house. That he had the authority and the power to just say, your servant is healed. And he would be healed. He said, uh-uh, you, ain't even, you, you don't even have to come to my house. You just say the word and it'll be done because I'm a man under authority. And I have those who are under authority under me. Okay? And whenever the word goes forth, it is done. When I say what needs to be done, they do it. When I'm told what to do, I do it. And I know who you are, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. You have the power and authority to heal. And whatever you say is true. And I believe it. And I'm willing. I'm willing to do whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever comes from you. However you want to heal my servant, it'll be done. You just say the word. And therefore, Jesus just said, oh, your servant healed. It's done already. The man didn't even have to do nothing, okay? Only believe. So, when someone really wants help, they're willing to do whatever it takes to get it done. And this man went out to find Jesus. And he said, Jesus, whatever it is that you say is going to be done, I know it's going to be done. My servant going to be healed. So, whatever it takes, just let me know. <laughs> Okay, and Jesus just said, because of your faith, your servant is healed. Now, he didn't say it had to be done this way or had to be done that way. He simply believed that he gave up that power and control to Jesus, knowing that he was the Lord and he could do whatever was needed to be done to get his servant to be healed, which is what others don't want to give up. He, he said, I recognize your power and authority and the control that you have. And I'm going to give up my control for yours, for you to have control in order for my servant to be healed. Whatever it takes, he trusted in God, which is, again, what those who really don't want help are not willing to do. They're not willing to trust in God. And unfortunately, as Jesus also pointed out, there are going to be those who come from the east and the west and who are going to be sitting with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the very ones who I was sent to, the very ones who God had called, the very people, the ones who you think are going to be there, the ones who seem like or appear like they need help, the ones who are claiming they want help, many of those are going to be left out. Why? Because they don't trust in God. They don't believe and they don't trust in him. In summation, there are just some who really want help and others who claim to want help but don't want real help because they only want things to fit how they want them to. And many times that's because they don't want to give something up that they need to. Like Janet Jackson said, control. (laughs) But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so you can know that you know that you know.
If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God, the Bible, and spiritual things explained? Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G-T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at Zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash G-T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance and God bless you as he blesses those who bless his children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained.